0: This is Jack Dempsey. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, this is PJ Alex, your friendly neighborhood podcast host, and I'm trying something a little bit different tonight. Why? Because I can. It's my show. Who's going to stop me? And <laughs> I just wanted to try something new. I'm actually recording this live during the Emmy's presentation, and I I'm not happy, but I'm also going to try to intertwine in between these commercial breaks and my reactions to the Emmys, uh, news about the recent hip-hop scandals of white rappers going crazy and uh, Cardi and Nicki and my reactions and feelings. Also, try to swap in some new music as well as uh, bring you the latest in tech and a little bit of media news. See what we can squeeze in here in this 14 and a half hour presentation that uh, I'm going to be stopping and starting a lot of talking. So, first starters, we're in the second, second, maybe third commercial break of the Emmys. And I hope I said Emmys the first time, because that's what I meant. Uh, We're in the second or third commercial. So far, Atlanta has lost in every category that it's been in. I'm a little pissed about that. And this show that I'm not 100% sure anybody watches is winning. And so, shout out. To them for whatever they're doing. But it, it, it's a little telling. On top of that. We do have some good news. Henry Winkler. After acting pretty much everybody's entire life. This, at least listening to this podcast. Or at least on Twitter. Has won his first Emmy. For a uh, guest actor. I'm uh, supporting actor in a comedy role. And can't be more happy for him. So like I said. We're going to see how I edit this later come in one at a time. But it's gonna be commercial break by commercial break. And hopefully you guys enjoy it. It should be interesting. And uh you'll get real time reactions. 'cause cause I'm a little a little perturbed at the moment. But anywho, what's it? Uh we will continue with the show in just a moment. Okay, kids. So let's get this. Let's 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 start this now. I'm back. And the the Show, which apparently is an Amazon show, is called The Marvelous Mrs. Mabel that has won for the uh, best writing, best directing uh, lead actress in a comedy series. Lead actor went to um, Barry, the, the show Barry, and I'm already having issues, guys. I really am. I promise you I'm not trying to be Yes, I was rooting for everybody black, but I'm also rooting for everything good. And I don't understand how we're we're sitting out here feeling okay giving awards to shows that literally nobody talks about. I've never heard of The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel before this evening. I tend to think I'm pretty plugged in, but could be wrong. Barry, I have watched. I never was that intrigued. Henry Winkler winning as part of Barry... Cool. It was for a supporting actor. Um, it he beat out Brian Tyree Henry, my Morehouse brother. Okay, I understand. The man's that that also might be a makeup call for years of him not getting things, but still. So we'll we'll come back into the Emmy Awards as they unfold throughout the night. But let's update you guys. Started up, start it up on the plight of the white rapper. So, a couple weeks ago, we got a surprise album from Eminem. Um, It has been talked through to death, so I'm not going to give you every instance and piece of it. I think it was a really good album. Personally, I think it was was far above anything he's put out in the last number of years. I, I was not a big fan. I haven't been a big fan of anything he's done since Relapse, really. Um... Even before that, really, curtain call wasn't that great to me. But that it could be my own personal opinion. So pushing forward, um, Kamikaze came out. Had a vo- it was M angry rapping again, and if he's like Waka Flocka, he can't make a hit unless he's pissed off at somebody apparently, or a pop hit that's gonna go anyway because pop songs flow. So. I... Uh, Anyway, in this, he responds to a lot of people who have put hate on his last album. Uh, Charlemagne to God, a number of other people, uh, academics, who, like I said, always had issues. I don't like academics' opinions on things, but he put in the work. He's far ahead of me. I think I could do his job, but that's just me. Um, I don't have his fan base. Of course not. But, life and times. It'll get there. So, I... In there, one of the specific people he talked about was MGK, uh, Machine Gun Kelly. I am not a fan of Machine Gun Kelly because he he's he's playing the same shtick that he's always played since he came out. Dirty, grimy white boy. M opened up that lane. He did it the best of his ability, but I still don't see MGK as being the person that I look to when I'm like, Oh, I want a hard verse. Anyway. He came out Wild Boy. He rode that wave. It was a good song. I don't remember anything hip-hop related since. It's all been pop music. So, the two of them have gotten into this beef. To catch you up, give you the cliff notes, Eminem responded to a couple of things that UGK was saying. And UGK, Jesus Christ. Nobody wants that battle. MGK was saying, uh, first... He was responding to MGK writing a tweet six years ago about his daughter. At the time, his daughter was 16 and MGK was 22 or something like that. It's fucking creepy. He shouldn't have done it. He should have apologized a long time ago for it. But also... He was responding to pretty much MGK going on a what he called a press run about the um, about how he's not MGK is not allowed up at Shade Four Five, how MGK is not um, not cool with the radio station, and how supposedly he he MGK was saying supposedly. Eminem had made calls to hinder his career, had made calls to Diddy to get him shelved, had made calls to get his, um, his music not heard, buried, and everything like that. So that was M's response on Kamikaze, was to all the things that MGK was saying. MGK came back with a track called Rap Devil in response to Eminem being rap god, and pretty much. It was a dope track. I'll let you guys listen to it. I'm not going it's been examined to death. And then recently, Eminem has responded both in an interview where he did with uh Sway Calloway, the the god Sway Calloway cuz if you're talking hip-hop journalism and you're not talking Sway, you don't need to talk. Um but Sway and M did an interview where M kind of explained the situation and gave people a better understanding from his angle. Because MGK, of course, is popping off of the mouth left, right, center. So then M decided to put out Killshot. Now, you guys know, if you listen to the show or see me on Twitter or whatever, I generally agree with Charlamagne the God on, on a lot of topics, especially hip-hop. Um, not every topic, of course, but especially hip-hop. He is really the only person that I'm hearing say that Killshot wasn't a good song. Now, in the realm of battle rap songs, you have basically two ways to win. You can either win by popularity or you can win by critical judgment. Critical judgment is the way I think people should prefer to win. Drake, back to back was a commercial success. That was playing in the clubs. That's, that was the winning kill shot in there. Also, Meek didn't respond well. I can admit that. I'm from Philly. Fuck you. Um, <laughs> I can be the bigger man and say that Meek did not respond well. It's kind of a weak response. Hey, but they're cool now. That's another development of the past couple weeks. Is now that Drake brought him out in Boston and Drake brought Meek out in Philly. So that beef is done. I'm I'm proud of them for being better men and, and seeing the forest through the trees. Um forest for the trees. I forget how that phrase goes and one of my bosses tends to use that a lot. So uh it, it tends to be they they're they're now gold terms, but the other way to win is a lyrical demolishing. In rap god, I mean Rap Devil by MGK. It was good. It had a couple good, cool lines. But nothing compared to the cleverness and wordplay that occurred in Killshot. So I encourage you to go out there, listen to them, make the decision to yourself. If you think I'm batshit stupid, go ahead, tell me. Hit me on Twitter, PJ Alex. Um, I'll respond to you. Virtual dopeness <laughs> or uh, virtual dopeness. Instagram page go ahead hit me up I don't care I, I'd love to hear your opinion so just to put a button on it I think M in my opinion one completely demolished this fool that I'm not a big fan of anyway I don't think he really needed to respond that much because he's pretty much I don't know uh, he's Eminem he's he, he has nothing to prove to anybody he's a monster let, let, let the monster be. Update on the Emmys that I will be giving throughout this episode. Uh, Black Mirror won for uh, Best Writing in a Limited Series for USS McAllister. And unfortunately, Latitha uh, Wright, the young lady who played Shuri in um, uh, Black Panther, she was nominated for Best Actress in a limited series, for her work in Black Mirror. I think she was robbed. That was a great performance. But in a turn of good news, we did have Miss Queen Regina King, the absolute realist. And if you guys don't know her entire catalog, then you're missing out on something great, greatly and truly. Has won her Emmy for... Best lead actress in a limited series or drama for seven seconds. Y'all, I'm super excited. I jumped up, ran around the hotel room <laughs> when that happened. So, also, the guy who won for best actor in a limited uh, series of dramas is Darren Chris. Now, if you guys are longtime listeners to the show, which are probably not, so I'll introduce myself every week, um, you guys know or have heard me rant. I was raised in a musical-loving household. My mom is an absolute nut for musicals, uh, stage plays, productions, and things like that. So some of that has rubbed off of me. Not all of it. Some of it, I want to pull my hair out. But (laughs) it did lead me to liking the show Glee. So Glee was actually very, very, very good it got preachy in the later seasons where they kind of lost focus of the story. But Darren Criss was a very important uh, actor on the, sh- on the show itself. And he won for the, uh, Gianna Versace story. And so shout out to him. So that's our catch up to the Emmys. Um, so let's move on to another couple stories. I- I'm just going to take a quick hit on this Nikki and, uh, Cardi beef. If you guys didn't know, Cardi was pretty infuriated at Nikki's actions in interviews. And it's kind of been building for a while. But basically, last week she had started liking and doing very petty like liking things on Instagram and Twitter. And tweeting things that Cardi was not happy with. So, Cardi brought the smoke to the front door. <laughs> Which happened at New York Fashion Week, at a gala or ball or whatever, and Cardi ran up, said, "Yo, quit talking shit. Let's let's fight. Let's do this." Nikki, in true Nikki fashion, stood behind her bodyguard and said, "Oh, what's up? What's good?" Behind a bodyguard, and then proceeded to go on later on the week on Queen Radio and talk tough. And pretty much snitch on Cardi possibly paying off people to play her record. But I kind of don't feel like, kind of feel like if you're snitching on her, you're snitching on everybody. Because it still happens. It's illegal. But it's illegal to bribe people to pay your record. But it still happens. Look at the first season of Atlanta when uh, uh, Ern was trying to get Paperboy stuff on the radio. Trust me, it still happens. I'm not in these circles. I don't know anybody who does it. But. That's because I'm not a radio guy. I'm not a DJ. I'm not in these clubs. I just know it probably still happens. So, um, so I just wanted to press on that topic for a second. Um, to keep pushing in music, we did get some new music this week, which everybody's excited about. We got a new Wale EP, which I have not listened to yet, but it came out last Friday. Uh, we also got a new uh, Black album, uh, Love Story East Atlanta. Uh, that he that I think everybody's been very excited about and um, let's see we also have a new album from an artist by the name of Russ who is very much so kind of hated online but uh, gave a really good um, interview on The Breakfast Club that I think won a lot of people around so I want you guys to check those out let me know um, <clears throat> so that kind of concludes what we're talking about music wise this week, but, uh, just want to give you quick, another quick Emmy update. So we have, um, two things that kind of happened. One, I did not realize that Charles Emerson Winchester, uh, the character, um, who was integral in the later seasons of MASH, one of my favorite TV shows of all time. He actually passed away this year. They just did that in memoriam. Of course, uh, with Aretha Franklin singing, they paid homage to a bunch of people. So right before that though, they would had a section called the Reparation Emmys and that's where they went and actually talked to a bunch of people who they felt deserved Emmys in the past. So, um, Florence, Florence, from the Jeffersons. Um, they talked to JJ from Good Times and his Dynamite. But they also, the ones that hit home for me were Jaleel White and Urkel, Kadeem Haddison who played in a different world, Tashina Arnold who was Pamela Martin and um, the mother on Everybody Hates Chris and the last one, John Witherspoon who still has some of the best comedic timing. He made the entire bit. And I hope that it'll be up and online. It was freaking hysterical. And hopefully I can throw some of it in here without getting the whole podcast shut down. But it it was freaking hilarious. And he was was still on top of his game. Speaking of on top of their game, Betty White, there was a moment where she came out, they paid tribute to her. And she still has it. A little confused at times. But, I mean, she's like, I think 80-something years old. And still has great community time still out there killing it and looks fantastic so applaud all of them um but next thing i want to kind of move into is some of our tech stories so we have been doing some of our tech stories in the first two episodes and i really want to get them down so this week in tech uh no nah, i didn't say that i that to leo laporte please don't sue me <laughs> you're you're one of my inspirations and famous guys go check them out here maybe if i plug them, they won't sue me The whole TWIT network, TWIT standing for This Week in Tech, uh, was founded by Leo Laporte and is forever, who is forever from his tech TV days and ZDTV, Ziff Davis Television, uh, days, one of my inspirations. So go check them out. Maybe I can just say that, but this past time in tech, we've actually got a couple new things that just came out. Uh, new iPhone and new iWatch and iOS 12, which has some exciting features, um, Starting with the new iPhones. There's going to be the XS, the so 10S, and some people are calling it the 10S, which is just hilarious to me. The 10R, which is kind of like the budget model, and the 10S Max, which is a lot, it's the bigger size to the um, 10S. 10S upgrades, it's a, truly an S update. Like I don't know why people thought something amazing was going to happen. It's a better screen, better camera, and it has a completely OLED screen for the 10s and 10s Max. Um, it has a quicker Face ID system for all of them, faster wireless charging, dual SIM support, so all you drug dealers can uh, work that out a lot better and easier. Um, stereo audio recording. On the XS and XS Max and XR, um, basically it's for better recording of sound and the faster wireless charging and faster processors across the board. So, like I said, it's a, it's a it's a it's a update to the core hardware. It's not anything. It's not a brand new phone. Now, they did introduce a bigger 10 by giving the Max, which has an overall height of 6 inches high, uh, six inches high with three and a half inches, 3.05 inches wide. The regular will be 5.65 inches, and the R will be 5.94 inches, but won't have the same type of screen that the XS will. So you guys can sort it out between that price point starting at uh, seven forty nine. dollars Uh or no, sorry. Excuse me. (laughs) Uh starting at 749 for the R, 999 for the S, and for the S max, I believe it's eleven hundred. Um to start out at. So keep in mind these prices are not something you're paying up front unless you're buying an unlocked phone. If you can ball out and do that, go for it. I know some people who that's very important too, but It's not that important to me because you're going to be paying for it monthly anyway. And it's just not going to change whatever your bill is now. So run for it, go for it. I'm probably going to end up getting the XS because last year I ended up getting um, basically the package with Verizon where you can upgrade your phone every year. Um, It made sense for me. I want the latest technology. I'm not the hardest on phones. I'm a hard user of phones, but I don't tend to, to like, fuck them up, so I, it worked best for me, the iWatch, um, oh, I didn't even tell you what the, what the, the, so besides the camera and everything, it does, it's a little bit more waterproof, um, it's coming in some more colors, including their Project Red is coming at launch, blue, black, space gray, the space, Black, of course, is going to be across all of them. So if those things are very, very, very important to you, go for it. Um, I have a full rundown uh, of the announcement on uh, Virtual Dumpness at uh, Facebook. On Facebook, you can go. There's a link in there. Scroll down. You'll be able to pick it up. The iWatch was the big, big update. So Apple has redesigned pretty much the iWatch. It's made it the screen 30% bigger without trying to make... The whole entire watchmaker. So, to br- they they did this in a, a very lengthy fashion, um, as Apple tends to do. So they, they redesigned the little the, the little bezel the turning knob, um, well the bezel is actually the outside. I'm I'm tripping, but they, they redesigned the actual knob that um goes into the watch to help you control it better. They've now added what's called uh, haptic feedback or better haptic feedback. Which is basically, it allows you to touch things and get a response where it feels like you're actually responding. It, um, it feels like it's actually a button or something that's responding to your touch. So you have more of that, that, that feel like you're actually touching something, not just a flat screen. If anybody is uh, the, the newer iPhones, you know that your home button is not an actual button. But it feels like you're clicking a button. So, that's haptic feedback. That's the easiest way to explain haptic feedback. Um, they have upgraded the chip. They've upgraded the um, health sensor. So, the sensor on the back that actually does, um, you, not your blood pressure, but does your heart rate, they've done a lot with that. That it was one of the most interesting things that they've done with this watch. So, the new watch has a, in it the ability to do an ECG, an electrical cardiogram, which allows you to... S- it's what they do to measure heart rhythms in a hospital setting to see if there's something irregular with your heartbeat or your um, uh, give you real-time data in how your heart is beating. So the watch, along with an app that, of course, Apple's going to bring to you, is going to be free for the watch users, of course, can tell you, hey, if you don't know that you have something wrong with your heart, maybe you need to go talk to a doctor. So that may seem kind of intrusive to you people. But I think it's worth it. If, 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 uh, if it's wrong, even if it's wrong 50% of the time, imagine the other 50% of people who are actually going to their doctor and getting diagnosed with a heart problem that they didn't know they had. And their whole life is now Expanded and lengthened because of the fact because their watch told them this so of course that also leads to the fact that you're going to have um, better tracking with your um, heart rate and it also now has fall detection now this of course I've seen a ton of um, a ton of different uh, memes and things online saying (laughs) college students just need to turn that off because of people passing out while drunk but it does have the ability that if you don't respond to it, if you if it senses that you have fallen and could be in distress, it can call an ambulance or help for you, which I think is a phenomenal idea. Because even if it's false 10% of the time, imagine how many lives it's saving. That's the way I choose to think about it. The other thing that the watch has had a big uh, push on is... Actually trying to eat the lunch of Fitbit. So one of the big criticisms of the Apple Watch, the iWatch, for the long time, and I know if it's a lot of people like me who used to have a Fitbit and are working or now have an Apple Watch, they miss the features of tracking activities, tracking workouts, and then actually challenging your friends friends in those workouts and being able to um, interact with people to motivate each other during workouts so I miss that about Fitbit Fitbit does an extremely good job of it believe it or not there's no app that does it that well I don't know if that's because they have a patent on it or patent on those excuse me a patent on those on those games and processes and things but they're difficult to find Apple is now taking a step toward getting those right and so I'm interested to see what happens um they have a better, um, ability to, uh, better speaker and a better microphone. So if you've ever tried to, to make or receive a call through the iPhone, I mean, I watched before, it's not a pleasant experience. It's, if you're not in a really quiet place, it's not good. So, um, they, they've made, improved on those features and they've also kind of added the throwback uh, push to talk feature. I'm not exactly sure on how it works yet, and they haven't really explained it well, in my opinion. But it's it's a very much so push to talk walkie talk feature between iWatch person to iWatch person. So I'm I'm excited about that. And I'd never had I never had the ability. My parents never sprung for the for the uh, Nextel chirp, chirp 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 back in the day. So maybe this is my chance. So that will be available soon, and I believe it's still at the same 3.99. Price point, I could be yes. Yeah, starting from three ninety nine for the series four, and of course they have all the um, for the for the one size, and then uh, four ninety nine for the little bit larger size, and of course you have the opportunity to go with the bands. You could go with the Hermes Hermes uh, band, the Nike bands. They all have those added in there. The Hermes band for those who 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 want it. Starts at $1,400. Have fun with that, guys. So, <laughs> um, I, I'm not probably not getting a new watch um, because I, the Series 2 was the first one that was waterproof. And this one is waterproof even more and has more abilities to track um, activities, especially ones underwater and, and weather-resistant. So, I, I don't feel the need to get a new one yet. In the future, I'll probably end up buying one. Um So, go out. What are you guys excited for? I want to know. You guys going out to get the new phone? Getting a new watch? Um, Last thing on this announcement was uh, iOS 12 is available now. Um, Including, and there's there's a ton of features with it, but I'm not going to go in depth in those. The one that I really want to talk about that is a game changer in my opinion is the up to 32 person FaceTime. This is something that I'm interested to see if, if they're able to do it well. Because Snapchat doesn't do it well. Uh, there's been a couple of applications to try it. Skype does it the best that we know of right now. But it's also paid for, to do it in Skype. Or you can do it in Skype for business. But life and times. 32 person FaceTime. Let's see how it works. Um also in tech, a story that happened that I wanted to talk to you guys about that I found it very interesting, and it had happened a couple of weeks ago. It actually happened at the beginning of August in Caracas. Um Caracas there was an attempt on the president's life using a drone. Basically they flew a drone in, somebody who was trying to assassinate Venezuelan president uh Nicolas Maduro. And if you guys have watched anything Venezuela focused, you will know that it is very, very contentious down there. They are very, um, They are a socialist nation, but they're in a failed state, very failed through a lot of corruption. And uh, John, uh, last week tonight, um, he actually does a very good explanation high level explanation because I actually talked to one of my co-workers who's Venezuelan still has family in Venezuela um and he said he does a pretty good job but it's such a deep-seated churning interesting corrupt timing things like that problem that not just one person can capture it all so, if you, if you go and watch the Last Week tonight, tonight episode on Venezuela, you'll get an idea of the corruption and things that are on there. So, they're not happy with him at all. Um, so, somebody tried to kill him. And what happened is they flew a drone in. The drone was seen and then his bodyguards were able to put up what look, kind of looked like um, bulletproof vest shields. So, it, was, it looked like they were Kevlar material but they're just kind of like you could fold it out like a poster board in front of him to cover him to to protect him. And the article that I'm reading in The Verge about it um, is basically saying this isn't going to be the f- last. Drones are a piece of our culture now. Like, I don't know if they're necessarily going to be a fad or if it's something that's going to go away quickly. I don't think it is because it's a cool technology. Look at all the, the aerial shots and things and, and shots that companies and movies would have to use a helicopter for in in thousands of dollars in fuel and, and costs and people to fly it. Now you can just get a drone and throw it up there in the sky quickly. So I don't think these are going anywhere anytime soon. But it was just very interesting that it, literally they attached a bomb to a drone and tried to assassinate their, the Venezuelan president. It was... It was loaded with 2.2 kilograms, 2.2 pounds of C4, which is actually a pretty large amount of C4. Anybody who's a Call of Duty or just war video game nut um, (laughs) will know that that's actually a fair amount of an explosive to put on to it. So, uh, things that they're using to combat it are coming along as well such as jamming rifles, laser, and other drones that are able to fight. So we're actually going into drone warfare. Like, drones on a larger scale have been talked about for a long time. Uh, they were used in Syria. They were used in Afghanistan. They were used in um, Iraq to bomb places where we didn't want to send a pilot in. And our last president, Obama, was actually criticized a lot for using those. But it's, it's a gif and a curse. Like, yes, they're... Going in there and just kind of heartlessly picking a spot and dropping bombs with the drone. But it's also not putting our soldiers in the way for a war we have to fight, unfortunately, anyway. Um, I'd love to just not be fighting a war all the damn time. Just my own personal thing. So, um, also, the, the last part of this article, they talk about drone hunting eagles. Which is just funny to me. So we're just gonna take birds and throw them in the sky. There's Peter will lose their shit over that. Also, me and Peter are not on the greatest terms. I never got into it with them, but I don't wish to get into it with them because they're they're unreasonable. They're like cannabis fans. They're they're fucking unreasonable. Um, <laughs> so that that was two of the bigger tech topics for the week. Um, update on the Emmys. There was actually a very cool, heartwarming, touching moment uh, um, that occurred during the Emmys. It was an unexpected twist that Glenn Weiss, who Monday won, night is a big night. Sorry about that. Who won director for uh, a variety special for the Oscars? Called his girlfriend up on stage. And proposed to her. There was not a dry eye in the house. It was beautiful. It also pushed any proposal that was about to happen in the next week to two weeks back a month. Because there's no topping that. Shout out to uh Sir Coach on uh Twitter who said maybe a divorce announcement might <laughs> might go for it. Friggin' hilarious. Uh, so alright guys, we're gonna take a break and then we're gonna come back with a little media news and round out our Emmy reactions. So to finish off things today, I uh, really just want to say thank you guys for listening. Um, so we actually had some late-breaking, and this is fun to do this as it happens, but some late-breaking announcements from Amazon and SpaceX that I wanted to get into. And then I'm going to round out my thoughts on the Emmys. So with... Uh, first off, with... Amazon, they announced today that they were actually going to have about eight new devices that had integrated Alexa support. So Alexa is another smart assistant. Um, It's like Siri. It's like Google Home. And from my understanding, I've, I've had experience with Siri. It gets things right sometimes. A lot of times it just takes you to the internet to kind of figure things out. Um, the other thing it does, uh, relatively well is getting some, some functionality in your phone to work. And supposedly with iOS 12 to kind of link it back into our discussion, that it's supposed to be able to link things together and you'll be able to say, Hey, do this when I get to this location. And that's something that Google has done a really good job of and in their Hey Google functionality. So... You may want to think about it in in that that direction where you'll be able to direct it and say, hey, remind me to do this. And then when I get to Wawa, order me this sandwich and all of that functionality is the different apps within your phone. So you'd be able to just say that Google Home and Google Assistant has done a really good job of that. Alexa does some of the same thing. Um, especially more tied into the uh, Echo uh, Alexa Echo-enabled devices that are in your phone. So they're actually going to have eight new devices that are going to have that, their functionality built in. Uh, three of the ones that highlighted were a microwave. Uh, another one was a subwoofer, like a home subwoofer. They would have that um, functionality as well as a car portion of it. So you in your car, you'll be able to say, hey, turn my lights on when I get home, or, hey, call grandma, things like that. It's interesting, um, I like I said, from my understanding, I've had experience with Siri, it has some downfalls, I've had experience with Alexa, it's had some downfalls, and overall, everybody tells me that the Google Home is the best. Um, so... That's late-breaking news from Amazon, and late-breaking news from SpaceX is that the first space tourist will be Japanese billionaire Yusaka... I'm going to butcher his name, even though I've been... I studied a little bit of Japanese in college, and then lately, because I've become obsessed with all things Japan since I went to Japan. But Yusaku uh, Meizawa. Yeah, Yusaku Meizawa. Not that difficult, but... He will be the first person along with um, some other members of the SpaceX team to be a space tourist to go around the world and then to the moon. So I applaud him. It's very ambitious, (laughs) but he seems very interested in helping to grow this space tourism. Now, I'm not going to be the first person up there, but I think it would be super, super, super cool. To go to space, like as a tourist, like you can't. I mean, I'm happy to go to, to Montgomery, Alabama, <laughs> or uh, Austin, Texas, which is one of the few cities I, I haven't been to in the U. S. Thanks, I've been blessed in my job to be able to to travel a lot, but I haven't been able to go there. And I'm totally looking forward to going to, to places. And space just seems awesome. Like, what I I'm a I'm a nerd. I'm a geek. Everything I watch is sci-fi, and everything. <laughs> sci-fi is unknown I want to go to space so he will be the first I I know it's going to be a lot of money to do it but eventually it it won't be and hopefully if I can get things put together it'll be something cool that I can do too so salute to him should be cool to put a button on our Emmy discussion Emmys are now over um a lot of awards were given out in the interim before the show, so awards that were not given out in the show, um, John Legend received an Emmy completing his EGOT. So if you don't know what the EGOT is, it's an Emmy, a Grammy, an Oscar, and a Tony. So that there is he is the first black male to do it. Um, Whoopi Goldberg has completed it. There's actually a list of people, a very short list of people, because you have to understand the immense amount of talent that that takes. So... Uh, He he completed his, also, Kenan Thompson from Kenan and Kel, he'll forever be from Kenan and Kel and all that to me, because that's, he's part of my, he's a big part of my childhood in Nickelodeon. He received for writing on um, Saturday Night Live, Saturday Night Live also won Best Variety Show, uh, Late Night Variety Show, and there was another category, I, I have to get the differentiator between the two of them. But there's a late-night variety show, like sketch comedy, and then there's a late-night variety show, like news, and that was won by Last Week Tonight with John Oliver, who we actually talked about in the episode already, uh, when we talked about Venezuela. But they won, I believe it's the second year in a row. Uh, for them. Actually, I know it's the second year in a row for them. They're doing excellent work. It's very entertaining, very comedic, hilarious stuff. And so, shout out to them. And shout out to saying Live for making a resurgence after being dormant. And they can actually kind of contribute that directly to Dumbass McFuckup, who's our president right now. So, all applause to them. Uh, drama of the Year, best drama, went to Game of Thrones. I'm a huge Game of Thrones fan. I'm happy about that. Uh, best, so... And and it's con and also Peter Dinklage won for Best Supporting Actor. Shout out to him. He's phenomenal. I'm I'm super happy for him. And the Marvelous Miss Mazel, the show that nobody's fucking watching, won for Best Comedy over Atlanta. I'm still pissed. Um Silicon Valley was also nominated, Barry was also nominated, Glow was also nominated. I don't think any of them hold a candle to Atlanta. Um, Silicon Valley has kind of declined this year. I, I, I'll be the first to say it. I love, I love the show, but this year it's kind of taken a step down. I I didn't like the direction that they were going. It's kind of seemed weird and like awkward, the direction they took. So, anywho, um, I'm just kind of disappointed. I'm happy for certain people, Regina King, Henry Winkler, um... I'm happy for them, uh, Darren, Darren, uh, Chris. I'm happy for them, yes. Do I think Atlanta should have taken home something? Do I think Insecure should have taken home something? Hell yes. I'm interested to see in this next Emmy season where Random Acts of Flyness hits. Because it's so artsy that I feel like, oh, if you're going to give an award to somebody, you're going to give it to them. And if you're not nominating them, you need to look at something. Let's be real in here. Uh, So I appreciate it, but I just feel like you can't just ignore popularity. Um, Speaking of ignoring popularity, I'm interested to also see the fallout from Rick and Morty presenting an award. They presented an award tonight, the animated characters. And I'm a big fan of Rick and Morty. I haven't talked about it much on the show. But they have an interesting fan base, and that fan base is very anti- Anti-establishment, anti-popular. So I'm interested to see now that they've gained the popularity that they deserve for being a smart, intelligent, funny show, thought-provoking jokes that it, it, some jokes, literally, if you're not an astrophysicist, you won't get. But pop culture ties and all that. I'm interested to see what happens now that they're a they've gotten to that popular stage. And what happens with the show's creators as well, because they're, they're an interesting bunch, but they know they're very self-aware. And so I'm interested to see how that plays out. So not the happiest with it, uh, but we'll see how it goes. So my goal for this episode was to not make it too, too long uh, because it's just me talking to you. It's just me kind of bringing you up to date on the news and bringing you my opinions uh, do you like this show format? This is the second solo show I've done in the show's history. The first one was heavily uh, slated toward uh, the uh, uh, Chance the Rapper and, uh, project, social experiment project. And so I'm interested to see your reactions. This was different. Um, do you love it? Do you hate it? I want to hear your feedback. I want to hear what you have to say to me. And I'd love for you guys to just let me know. How you feel about the episode? You can hit me up directly at PJ Alex. You can hit the show up at Virtual dopeness um, on Twitter, uh, Virtual dopeness on uh, Instagram and Facebook. And also, or if you just don't, if you don't want to, you can go ahead and shoot us at virtualdope at gmail.com. dot uh, an email. Uh, if there's anybody who would like to, to who would like to come on the show, who stumbled across this because well, well that's what people do is stumble across podcast from other people (laughs) and you would like to come on the show very approachable don't think just because you're you're not Elon Musk you can't come on the show bro like come on it's it's me I'm recording this right now literally from my hotel room because I'm on the road for work so let me know what you think let me know if you enjoyed it tell a friend and tell a friend about the episode and like I say every week be virtual and